اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وأرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه واجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه جمعين Praise belongs to Allah in the beginning, in the middle, in the end. Praise belongs to Allah, Ya Allah. Praise belongs to you. We want to please you. And praise belongs to you even once you are pleased. So we continue to always praise and thank you for all the blessings that you've given us forever and ever. Ameen. Ya Allah, we have no knowledge except that, that which you have taught us. So Ya Allah, teach us things that are beneficial for us and help us to benefit from the things that you have taught us. And help us to see what is right and follow it. And to see what is wrong and stay away from it. And Ya Allah, make, make us among the people who take lessons seriously and pay attention and try their best to follow. And through your mercy, Ya Allah, let us enter your beautiful Jannah. Ameen. And last and, uh, but not least, Ya Allah, send blessings and peace upon our beloved messenger Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the one who is known by the title As-Sadiq Al-Wa'd Al-Ameen, the trustworthy, the one that everybody trusted, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had a few children. His first child was his son Qasim, or Al-Qasim, who died at a young age. He had daughters also. He had a second son, Tayyib, who also died at a young age. And one of the difference between these two boys is that the first one died before Rasulullah received the visit of Angel Jibreel for the first time and received the first revelation of the Quran. The second one of these two children, these two boys, Tayyib, this one passed away after Rasulullah had already started preaching his message. It had already uh, you know, gathered some problems against him. People were opposing his message already. And that's the time that the second son that he has also dies at a young age. And we know from the story of Rasulullah that he faced struggles like never, nobody else ever struggled or ever, nobody else ever faced. He had seven children. And of his seven children, he had to bury six of them. Meaning he, had to, he lived through the death of six of his seven children. It's hard enough for one father to lose one child I was at the masjid in the winter break when a, a father had lost their three-year-old child. It's terrible. It's a very difficult time. What about six of your seven children? Subhanallah. Rasulullah went through a lot of tough times in his life. And at that particular time that his second boy passed away, Tayyib, and that his message had started, and that Abu Lahab, as you know, had already been you know, going against him, making his job harder, 
giving him a hard time every day. They were neighbors. He was his uncle. Subhanallah. And his wife was helping him to give trouble to the Messenger of Allah The day that Tayyib passed away, him and some of the other people in Mecca, another one by the name of Al-As ibn Wa'il, they went around the city to announce the death of this young boy, a two-year-old boy. Can you imagine going, your son has just died, and somebody's partying in the town telling everybody that your son has died. And making it a good news, that he's excited about it. And what was he saying? He was saying, Betara Muhammad. Betara Muhammad. Muhammad has been cut off. Now we say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He didn't say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Muhammad has been cut off. And what he means by this is that in the ignorance back in the days, women had no importance whatsoever. Islam came to bring importance to women. Back in those days, women had no importance whatsoever. So therefore, if a person does not have sons, he doesn't matter anymore. Nobody's going to remember him in the future anymore. This is what he meant by Betara Muhammad. And Abu Lahab, he had four sons. So he thought he was going to be much more powerful. That's what, that was the ignorance back in the days. Can you imagine, put yourself in Rasulullah's shoes, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's been giving this message for a few years now. Everybody's against him. And now his son dies and he's in you know, deep sorrow because of losing his son, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And people are going around the town making it a good news that he lost his son. Subhanallah. So Allah responded to that statement of Abu Lahab. Abu Lahab was saying, Muhammad, Batara, Batara Muhammad. So Allah revealed Surah Al-Kawthar. Number one, in Surah Al-Kawthar, Allah says, no, you are not cut off with the first two ayahs. We have given you Al-Kawthar. And then on top of that, He also says, actually, speaking of cut off, your hater, your insulter, the one who's giving you such a hard time because of his hatred for the message, Abu Lahab was saying, Betara Muhammad. Allah says, No, who al Abitar? He is more better. He is more better. He is going to be more cut off. So, what is this kawthar that Allah has given His Messenger? The first one that I think most people know is that place in the hereafter, that basin, that pond of water, clean water, ready to drink, that is called Al Hawd or Hawd al Kawthar. And Rasulullah will be looking forward to greeting all of us. He told his Sahaba, he told his Sahaba, I'll be waiting for you at the Hawd. I'll be looking forward when you're coming. I'll be looking forward to you coming. I'll be asking you to come. So they wondered, Ya Rasulullah, how are you going to recognize all the people from your ummah? So he told them, I will recognize them for sure because of the traces of wudu. The traces that they will have from wudu. Now, when you make wudu and the bathroom's over there, you take away traces of anything. If, if, you, if There's no traces left, it's water. What are the traces of wudu on the Day of Judgment? There's going to be light coming out from your forehead and your face. 
And there's going to be loud light coming out from your hands and your feet. The places where you wash during wudu. And so Rasulullah is going to recognize all of us because of that. So it's important when you make wudu. Make sure the water reaches everywhere. Rasulullah will recognize you on the day of judgment. On the day that everybody will be too worried about themselves to worry about anybody else except Rasulullah He will be the only one on that day who will have any intercession. He's the only one who will welcome his sahaba and welcome them to drink from his water that he owns. Allah has given him al-kawthar. Follow his sunnah. Hold strong to his sunnah. Do your best to please Allah through following the Messenger of Allah Don't take anything lightly because it's not in the Qur'an, it's only from the Sunnah. There's no such thing because Allah said so in the Qur'an. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ Whatever the Messenger has given you, take it. In other words, it doesn't matter whether it's from the Qur'an or not. It's still an instruction from Allah. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى Everything that Rasulullah gave us, none of it is from his own thoughts and desires and whims. It's all a clear revelation that has been given to him. Everything that he says is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Now we also know that one of the biggest elements of Al-Kawthar is not just that basin of water in the hereafter. It is the fact that he has been chosen, like we talked about last week, to be the final messenger. To deliver, the, to deliver the final testimony of the religion that Allah has prescribed for all of mankind. To be the final messenger and the only messenger in history to be for all of mankind, not just a specific nation. And to establish a legacy, to have an impact on the world like nobody ever had before him and nobody will ever have after him. He has been chosen for that. That is also part of Al-Kawthar. And another thing that is part of Al-Kawthar Students, he told us that we should always say, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. We should always make salah ala nabi Allah has guaranteed that Rasulullah Muhammad ibn Abdullah, the final messenger, would be the most remembered human being in history. The best person to ever walk this earth and the most remembered human being in history. Not just because people think of him, but because people mention him on a daily basis. On a daily basis, all of us mention the name of Rasulullah alongside with Ibrahim's name. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Sayyidina Ibrahim. Ameen. Rasulullah He told us that on Yawm al-Jumu'ah, do a lot of that. Do a lot of salah ala nabi Send peace and blessings upon the messenger, or he said, send peace and blessings upon me a lot on Yawm al-Jumu'ah. And then he added that once I pass away, once Rasulullah passes away, all the times that you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, two things happen. Number one, the angels do that ten times for you. You say one, salli ala nabi the angels do ten, for you. Peace and blessings. They mention you in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's the first thing that happens whenever you say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. The second thing that happens is that when the moment you say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, that message 
That statement is presented to him. Angels come to Rasulullah in his grave, where he is in the state of the grave, where people wait. And we know that in the grave we are not, our body, this body is going to be dead in the grave. But our soul is still going to be alive. Some people are going to see the Jannah that they're going to go to. And some people are going to see the hellfire that they're going to go to. We are actually alive in the, in the grave. So, the angels, they bring, when you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, they come to Rasulullah wasallam, And they bring that salah to him. They mention you by name and they say that this brother Tayyib, for example, he is sending you salam, is giving you peace and blessings. And Rasulullah is replying to us, and peace and blessings to you. Subhanallah. Now, the second half of the khutbah, I'm going to discuss how this connects to our modern day. That whenever you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, this message is given to him. The angels come to him and give him this message. We thank Allah for one of the most amazing gifts, the gifts of guidance. And among that is the gift of Rasulullah the final messenger to all of humankind. So imagine you're living 1400 years ago, and you hear that someone is sitting in the grave, whenever we die we sit in the grave and we wait, and we get to see Almost as if we were there, we get to see the place that we will go to in Jannah. But we're not in Jannah, we get to see the place that we will go to in Jannah. If you're living 1400 years ago, you're thinking to yourself, how is it possible? How can we possibly see where we will go to in Jannah? Now let's transfer to this day and age. Are there many things that you can sit in a particular room and you can see as if you were there with the size of screens that we have even in the classrooms? You get to see things as if you were there. I love watching nature. My students know this, that I change the blinds so that we can see the sky and the trees. Whatever you love watching, you can get to see it on a flat screen TV, on a very large screen, if not even the movie theaters. So, we have some element of understanding, but back in the days, it's like, how is this going to happen? The same thing now goes to, whenever you make salah ala nabi, whenever you say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, this message is sent to him. 1400 years ago, the sahaba, the Muslims, they must have wondered, how is it sent to him? How is it physically possible that when I say a statement, it goes to him? They trusted Allah and they knew that this is true. We believe in Allah and they had the Messenger of Allah with them, so they believed him. Nowadays, we can sit at our computer and you click this little button and somebody on the other side of the world can read your New Year's greetings, for example. You can make a greeting that you one click and it goes to the other side of the world and somebody can read it. Subhanallah. Now, Allah also tells us, or through Rasulullah that some people they ask, how is it possible that Allah is going to completely destroy this whole universe and then bring us back to life in a different world, in a different creation? And they question this concept. So Rasulullah he explained to us that from 
the one piece of the backbone. That is the only thing that will be left. Allah will destroy the entire universe, but every living animal and every human being, Allah will keep a small piece of bone, and from that piece of bone, He will recreate you the same way, the same person. You'll be the same person. In a different creation, but you'll be the same person. In a small piece of bone. Back in the days, 1400 years ago, you wonder, how can a small piece of bone contain so much information to recreate me exactly the same fingerprint? But now we know. Now we know how much, how much data can be stored on our small cell phones, the thin cell phones, and those small chips that contain the data. How much data can be stored on there? We have an understanding nowadays of these types of things. Another one that comes in the Qur'an. Allah tells us in the Qur'an, or tells His Messenger wasallam, that if we wanted, we would tell you who's lying and who's saying the truth. If we wanted to, we could just tell you, this guy is a liar. He's saying this to his messenger, Rasulullah. But instead, if we wanted, we could show them to you. Instead, you will know them through the tone of their voice. And what do we do nowadays? We have lie detectors. Machines that sense whether the person is truthful or lying. SubhanAllah. Back in the days, they had no idea how it's possible to detect that. Now we have all sorts of technology that tells us these things. So, 1400 years ago, they had the blessing of living with Rasulullah And for those who didn't get to meet him, they were able to live with the Sahaba who grew up around Rasulullah And they had full, what we call, yaqeen. Very certain, uh, full certainty, 100% for sure, in their faith, because they lived with Rasulullah And that gave them full certainty about the message. Now, years go by, centuries go by, and Allah gives us other means that we can reach yaqeen that people didn't have in the past. Not that Allah has replaced Rasulullah with technology, rather that Allah has given us technology, and this technology should lead us to the point that, wow, this is so accurate. All of these things that Allah describes, this is how your salam is going to be presented to the Messenger of Allah Like Twitter, like an email, like Facebook. But Allah's Twitter is much better than this Twitter. We have technology so we can compare, ah, this is how it's going to work. So that when Allah says that these things are going to happen, that 1400 years ago, they defeat all logic and science. But nowadays, we can understand them. We can understand how a message can be sent across the world in just an instant. We understand that. We understand through the flat screen TVs that a person who's sitting in the grave, they're going to get to see. And Allah's technology at that point is going to be better than any you know, uh, home movie theater or whatever it is that we have in this world. Way better than that. So much so that a person sitting in the grave will be so eager, they'll be feeling like as if they were already there, but they're eager to get there. This is better than any movie theater experience you can get in this world. So my point here is that Allah has given us all these elements of technology to help us get more yaqeen, get more understanding of how things are going to work and have 100% certainty that whenever Allah speaks, He says the truth. And Allah chooses very closely which technology He allows humankind to discover. وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءٍ Ayatul Kursi 
these people, human beings, they will not have any knowledge whatsoever except what Allah has decided. In other words, it is Allah who gave us the brains and it is Allah who allowed for time to go by and for human beings to discover the scientific discoveries that they have made. Allah is the one who allowed us to discover these. And it's part of the plan. All these technologies that you have around you, Allah has put them there for a purpose. And the purpose of these technologies is to help you get full yaqeen, 100% certainty about the message of truth that Allah has given throughout the ages that ended with Rasulullah The message of Islam, the Qur'an, the Sunnah, all of that, we have technology, it is there, Allah has put it there so that it gives us more certainty about the message. Not so that it could turn us away. And some of the people, this is what they think about it. Once they can explain different things that used to be unexplained, they start thinking, I guess the world works by itself. We understand how it works now. We don't need to say that there is a God controlling the universe. We understand how the world works, so that's it. We don't need God anymore. Allah says, that's, that's, the, that's a backward way of thinking. He says, are you not certain about this narrative, this Qur'an, this Sunnah? Are you not certain about this? Are you, going, are you trying to find some loopholes in this message? And once Allah has taught you how the universe works, Allah taught you how it works, this is rizq from Allah, He taught you how it works, now that teaching is going to make you deny Allah? This makes absolutely no sense. This is the opposite way of thinking. Subhanallah. So, students, brothers and sisters, whatever you have around you, even the technology that some people think this is so advanced, and they don't think that Allah is so advanced, all of that technology, Allah is way more advanced than all of that. And the technology that we know is all part of the technology that Allah has put together. And Allah's technology is way above any other technology. And so when you see all these things around you, when you see such amazing designs by human beings, all of those should remind you about Allah and should develop your 100% certainty in the message of Islam and the message of our beloved messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah you are the one who turns the hearts ya muqallib al qulub thabbit qulubana ala dinik ya allah make our hearts firm upon your religion ya allah show us with absolute certainty your messages and your signs so that we can believe in you with full yaqeen amin ya rabbal alamin rabbana wa sallillahu ala sayidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa aqimis salah